Well, I want to welcome you to the Hills Church at home. So glad you're a part of us. We are actually celebrating um, Memorial Day weekend with Memorial Day being on Monday, uh, May 30th. We all stop, pause, and remember the men and women of our military that sacrificed and made the ultimate sacrifice today for our freedom. So reach out to military families, families that have lost others uh, to comfort one another. And while you're maybe taking a break this weekend, remember that there were those that paid the ultimate price so that you and I could be free. Well, as we get into uh, today's uh, Hills Church at Home, go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. Download today's message notes. Also, our in-service today in Arcadia, every fifth Sunday, um, we give all of our kids' workers a break, and so we do an all-family service. And uh, so you can download the kids' activity sheet. There's a few more sheets in there to keep them active during this time as well, too. So download those, follow along. Our title today is Daniel, Lions, and Angels. Daniel, Lions, and Angels. You know, if you ask people, not necessarily believers or people that know the Bible or Christians, um, some of the top names of characters of the Bible, usually in the top of the list is Jesus or the crucifixion of Jesus. But right at the top, in fact, it's hard to distinguish like who's one. It's Adam and Eve, the serpent of all things, um, Daniel because of the lion's den, David and Goliath, and then Sam, uh, Samson and Delilah. So those are kind of the top ones. But when we read this story, one of the things that we need to remember, this is not about lions. You know, we, we get thought, we think about the lions. This is about Daniel and his confidence and unwilling to bow in a culture that wanted him to stop praying. Now, if you were facing lions as a sentence, like I, I could think of a lot of other ways to go. I wouldn't want to choose to be thrown into a den of hungry lions. You know, we, we read all the time, even in the U.S., of different animal attacks on, on people, whether it's sharks in the ocean Grizzly bears, uh, especially usually in like Yellowstone, we'll read about. Um, we'll read about alligators around, but we don't really read or hear about uh, lions, maybe a mountain lion type of thing. But remember, lions back in that day, even though we call the lion the king of what? The jungle. Well, lions don't live in the jungle. They pretty much live in the Savannah Sahara, right? Sometimes that uh, deserted area. And yet many times in the Bible, we read about lions. We read about lions um, with Samson. Uh, David refers to certain things uh, that are in there. Proverbs refers to lions. Uh, we also know that when Jesus was in the wilderness, uh, we read in one of the gospels, it refers to wild beasts uh, that were out there. So I tell you what, uh, anytime that we've had an opportunity to go to the zoo, one of the animals that's top on the list is to go see the lions. And because we're there typically in the day, all they're doing is sleeping or hiding out. But I tell you what, you don't want to get on the other side of those lions. But the story really isn't about the lions. 
it's really about Daniel. And then it really comes into the protection on Daniel by the angels. Well, I want to read to you that we find this in Daniel chapter 6, this entire story. We, we know this. We know that Daniel is probably over 80 years of age. He's already been through a lot in this captivity season. He's not bowed his knee. He's not changed anything that he's done. He's stayed true to the one true God, and God has been faithful to him. And so now, though, we pick up the story where he's one of the governors, and you'd almost think that this is a, a more of a retirement season for him. Daniel's not done standing in faith. So we pick this up in Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. Now it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom and over these three governors of whom Daniel was one that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was in him and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Notice we see that, that great favor that's over Daniel that even though there's three governors, the king is thinking about setting him up over everyone as well. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So these governors and satraps thronged before the king and said to him, King Darius, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators, the satraps, the counselors, the advisors have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which do not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. Now remember, this was for 30 days. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room, with the windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as it was his custom since early days. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed the decree that every man who petitions any God or man within 30 days, except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, the thing is true according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. 
And so they answered and said before the king, that Daniel, who is one of the captives from Judah, does not show the regard to you, O king, for the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him and labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men approached the king and said to the king, Now, O king, that is the law of the Medes and Persians, that no decree or statute which the king establishes may be changed. So the king gave command. And they brought Daniel, cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signets of the lords that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went from him. Then the king arose early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? And Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatever was found on him because he believed in his God. And the king gave a command, and they brought those men who had accused Daniel, and they cast him into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives. And the lions overpowered them and broke all the bones in pieces before they came to the bottom of the den. Then King Darius wrote, to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed. And his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues. And he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius. And in the reign of Cyrus of Persia. All right, Daniel and the lion's den. Again, remember, it's not about the lions. The lions were basically part of... Uh, the really the execution part. Now, Darius is set up. There's a trick. There's a trap. It wasn't everybody that decided together that this would happen. But here's where Daniel could have gone. 
It's 30 days. 30 days. Just don't be caught praying, Daniel. Just don't be caught. Just pray quietly. You're up there in age. Don't wrestle any feathers. Know what does Daniel do? He prays and opens the door. Prays just like he would. In fact, this time he plays three uh, three times this week. You know, one of the things is it's important for us. Did you face a lion this week? Was there some overwhelming challenge that was almost like being cast into the den of lions? Yet Daniel's faith and his confidence never was worn knowing that God was with him. In fact, it reminds me even of the story that we looked at weeks ago, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that one, they were not going to bow before the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. Two, their God was more than able to deliver them from the fiery furnace. And if he didn't, they still wouldn't bow. What's interesting, we read this verse out of Proverbs that's written this way. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. The description of a lion is bold, right? The king of the jungle, the apex predator, the lion that has no equal. Though lions uh, have been known to have been killed by packs of hyena, there is no equal amongst the lions. So when we read a little bit about the story, one of the things that we remember about Daniel is this in verse 3, which is, then this Daniel distinguished himself above all the governors and satraps. Notice what it says that distinguished him. An excellent spirit was in him. The king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Obviously, this has probably been something that had been communicated, but I want to say this to you. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow. The Bible talks about the promotion of God, that it sets one up and puts another down. God's favor always promotes, but it also attracts enemies. Now, the enemy wasn't Darius. The enemy were those that were under Daniel. The enemies that wanted to take Daniel up, but there was an excellent spirit about him. In fact, they even said these words about Daniel. They said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of God. Let me leave that verse up there on the screen. Let me read it again. We shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of God. Let it be said of us Christian believers that people can find no fault, that the only thing that they would be able to do was try to find a fault in how we're serving God or getting us over to think of things in religious terms. Was Daniel caught? praying? No, Daniel prayed openly and boldly. He's the only one that stood up over the decree. Think about that. He's the only one to stand. You know, we read a little bit about the lion's den. uh, One of the things, if you study back in the Babylonian times, 
Many people thought it would be a cave, but evidently in that region, there were just, because of the desert area, there were no caves, that it was actually something that was probably built out uh, like a den or an area was dug out, uh, bricked, and then it had an opening. We read that in the story because a stone was rolled on, a signet ring was there. Sounds very familiar to another uh, a tomb that had the very same thing. And yet then lions would be put in this. And this is what the king would use to execute people that would try to rise up against his kingdom. Criminals type of thing. What a horrible, horrible way to go. Yet you might think, you know, that's kind of an odd thing. Well, uh, not too many years ago, the North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, threw his uncle back. It, the report was he stripped him naked and threw him in to a starving pack of dogs to be eaten alive. And so we read these things. But here's what's what's interesting. Daniel's grabbed, Daniel's thrown into the den of lions. The king makes lament. He can't sleep all night long wondering what happened to Daniel. And here's Daniel. In fact, Daniel uh, probably thought it was great. He got to sleep with lions. He probably had a pillow on the mane of a lion. Here's what's interesting. When God protects you, you can be in the den of lions. You can be in the midst of the worst of the worst, and he protects you. But you will not survive the lion's den without a life of prayer. It's that life of prayer, that consecration to the Lord that Daniel had. Daniel had it. You know, I love when we read about Jesus. We read a different couple places that he fulfilled the Old Testament law. Uh, we know that um, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, wild animals in the wilderness, opportunities to succumb. He didn't. Daniel didn't do it. Jesus didn't do it. But in fact, Jesus became that ultimate sacrifice. And we always need to remember this. As much as we look at Daniel for his confidence in God, for his prayer life in God, for an excellent spirit that they could find no fault in him, we're to look to Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He despised the shame and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, we read early on with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they're thrown in the fiery furnace, one of the things that Nebuchadnezzar sees, he sees a fourth person in there like the Son of God. You and I are never alone. Jesus, the King, is in our midst. Yet we constantly go through our lives that there would not be any fault found, but we're living a life open before the Lord. When something tries to come or temptation hits, we quickly repent and we come back to him because we look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We stand for him in these days. We believe that he can protect us even from lions, even from lions. You know, today we uh, take time in our service. We have the uh, all of the kids and the youth in. But those of you that have children, maybe you have young people, I wanted to stop and I wanted to take a minute and pray for them in these days that we need people that are confident in their Lord, like Daniel, 
but look to Jesus in their day. Not to society, not to what to have to fit in, not to what to be like to fit in, but they look to Jesus. Father, I pray for every uh, mom and dad, every grandparent, every great-grandparent, Lord, that have children, grandchildren, and even great-grandchildren. Maybe you have children in your neighborhood. Maybe you're a school teacher. Maybe you're a law enforcement officer that works with younger people. Lord, we stand and we pray for these young people in the days that they lived in. You know they'd be alive in these days. You are protecting them in these days, but I pray that on the inside of them, that they are as bold and righteous as lions. They have confidence that's only found in you, that they don't swerve the way of the world that's empty, meaningless, but they come to you. Following you is full of life and that more abundantly. I thank you that your angels have been dispatched to protect them. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that surrounds them. I thank you, Lord, that any temptation that comes against them, they cast aside and that every thought they bring into the captivity and the obedience of Jesus Christ. I pray uh, they don't just survive in this life, that they thrive and they have an active, open prayer life and communication with you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. In fact, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, it's the most important prayer, and it's that first step in this life. In fact, would you pray these this prayer with me? Would you pray these words, mean it from your heart? In fact, we read in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you pray in your heart, and that you believe that Jesus was risen from the dead, you shall be saved. Pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose again for me. I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins, and today I'm in your family. In Jesus' name, amen. In fact, if you prayed that prayer today, tell somebody right now the most important thing to do. If somebody had been talking to you about Jesus, reach out, call them, text them, message them of the decision you just made. You can reach out to us either through our website, through the social media platform that you're viewing, listening to, that you've made Jesus the Lord of your life. It's the most important prayer that you'll ever pray. It's the most important first step that you'll ever make. Well, as we receive our tithes and offerings today, I want to read this one verse talking about the Lord. For you are great and do wondrous things. You alone are God. You alone. You do wondrous things. So pray this prayer with me. Mean it from your heart in your giving today as you and I give unto the Lord. As I give in today's offering, I reflect on the greatness and power of my God. He is watching over me, and he supplies for me by his power. Nothing is too difficult for my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you remember that? Nothing is too difficult for your God as you give today as an act of faith in trusting him 
know that he is at work on your behalf. A couple of ways that you can give, you can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can click on the give button that is on the top right hand of the screen of our website. It is safe, fast, and secure. You can also give by mail. You can write to us at the Hills Church, P.O. Box 661419, Arcadia, California, 91066. Again, if you need prayer, email us, prayer at info, at prayer at hillschurcharcadia.org, prayer at hillschurcharcadia.org. And go to our website, our free food ministry that will be taking place again in two weeks. Opportunities this summer for Kids Camp, Kids VBS, uh, and uh, these opportunities find on our website. Well, remember this as we go into a Memorial Day that we are grateful and we honor those men and women that made the ultimate sacrifice. We remember Jesus's words that, that he said, talks about how greater love has no one than this, than to lay down his life for one's friends. Somebody laid down their life for us so that we could be free today, so that we could open our Bible, so that we could broadcast out a message. But Jesus is the one that set us truly free. I look to the hills, but where does my help come from? My help, your help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord bless you. Have a great day.